Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast, where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Kingdom Real Estate Investor Podcast. This is the show for Kingdom Real Estate Investors across the globe, baby. I think we're across the globe. I look on my uh, iTunes account sometimes, and you know, there's like a handful, five or six people listening in other countries. So I, th- I think we can say across the globe. Uh, but really, our goal is to bring in uh, real estate investors, particularly Kingdom Mind investors, to really inspire, help you in your journey as well, to use this, this game this capital, wealth, real estate uh, for for kingdom advancement, for for Jesus' name. And so I am pumped for you guys to meet someone. I'm just getting to know Mr. Bryce McKinley. So welcome to the show, man. All right. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to be here. Yeah, me too. And I know you and I even just started in prayer, dude, but I just want to pray again for everyone else to enter into what we just prayed. And, and let's jump into today, okay? Let's go. Uh, Father in heaven, I, I again come to you and we pray uh, for your spirit, the Holy Spirit, to come and, and to just to just bring us energy, bring us vitality. It's the end of both of our days where I know we've been pouring out. But God, I pray that you would give supernatural energy and grace uh, for anyone, for, for us, so that God, for anyone who's listening, might see more of the face of Jesus in us, in our words, in this message, in Bryce's message for 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 their encouragement and for the advancement of your kingdom we pray that in christ's name amen amen let's go dude Dude, i'm jacked i raised my desk up i'm standing (laughs) up i'm good to go you can change your posture right man there's something about that (laughs) yeah man uh dude you were just sharing with me something insane so guys if you don't know anything about bryce you gotta look this guy up uh go to fivehourflip.com or you can look him up at coach sharpen that's s-h a-R-P-E, and this guy's gonna get you fired up, man. He is globally recognized one of the top five sales trainers, independent business coaches in the world. Um, runs a nonprofit called Sharpen. But dude, like give us, like whatever you just said before we started this, people need to know what you've come through in order to get to where you are today. What's that journey been like? Yeah, thank you, Ellis. Thank you for having me, man. I. Uh... I'll start out like this. If, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, I know one of two things. We share a common belief, and that is a faith, or we don't, and you may be curious. And so I, I would encourage all of you to lean in. If you're writing things down, please do, because uncertainty creates opportunity. And one thing that I know is I, I don't claim to know everything, but I know what it takes. And I haven't always felt that kind of way. Um, you know, Ellis, my journey starts out on the front pew of a, of a old school Pentecostal, very cult-like religion. You know, mm. we, were, we were at church nine days out of the week. 
I, I tell this very theatrically from stages all over the world and sharing my testimony, but I'll give y'all, you know, the highlights and the cliff notes so we can dive into both my testimony and uh, real estate if we've got time here. But I know one thing, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, the talent that God has given me is evangelism and sales and persuasion. And so by the end of this, I just hope that I've answered a question or I've dotted an I or a T in your faith somewhere. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, y'all just move closer to Jesus. I, I started out in a very cult-like religion. You know, we were, we were at church Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon at the, at the nursing home, Sunday night till midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning to Mondays, we had Bible study on Tuesdays, it was prayer meeting, Wednesday was Bible study, Thursdays, women's prayer meeting. And on Fridays, we were having center change, which meant Sunday school teachers were changing our classrooms, getting ready for Sunday morning. And then because we weren't allowed to play sports, because that was of the world, according to this faith and in the doctrine, we had our own sports. We had football during football season and basketball and baseball and softball leagues. And it was all within the organization. And that's all I knew until about the age of 11 years old, uh, my parents separated due to some infidelity in the relationship there. And everything that I knew about God or so I thought went out the window. My mom moved into subsidized housing, housing projects, duplexes, bounced around from couches and um, hanging out with the wrong crowd. You know, when she moved into the inner city, there's there's really only one of two things that you do. You either sit back on the couch, get fat and don't get in trouble or you go outside. And, you know, the entrepreneur in me that I didn't know back then as a kid was outside hustling, outside networking, outside making friends. And that got me into a bunch of trouble. By the age of 17, I was facing trafficking and, and manslaughter charges, two counts of murder, uh, conspiracy charges. I mean, the list just goes on wow. and on and on. Impersonating a police officer, gun charges, drug charges. By the grace of God, I never had a felony conviction. And the big charges were all dismissed and or acquitted. If you know anything about an Irish or an Italian family, which is kind of my makeup of the DNA here, um, you've always got that uncle that takes care of the kids for everybody else. And, and that uncle was, was my uncle Reg and he was one of my best friends. And he took me by the ear one night after a court dismissed my case and said, you're going to come live with me. And sleeping on the couch in the middle of... See, you already know it's a good story, man. If, if any entrepreneur slept on a couch in his day, and right. he's not like, hey, you bet. If, listen, if you're struggling or even if you're not, if you're not, if you're trying to get the next level in your life, you know what you need to do for the next week? You need to go sleep on a couch. Because Somebody this, else's couch. You, someone <laughs> else's couch. Exactly. Because this is a, this is the turning point, guys. You better get ready. And so if you're like, man, I need more, go, go find a couch, sleep on it. Something happens on a couch. I'm telling you. All right, go ahead, bro. It's true, man. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Watch what <laughs> That's happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, you know, I, here I am. So I'm sleeping on a couch in my uncle, aunt and uncle's house. They've got four kids. It's just craziness. And he puts me to work. I'm detailing cars at a car dealership. And man, I figured if I could sell dope in the hood in Chicago, 
I could sell trucks to farmers in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Sounds really, that really was, familiar. That was my mentality, yeah. right? And so I figured I would just ask. I, and I just kept asking, begging him for an opportunity. Let me sell, let me sell cars. I was, let me sell, let me sell. And it was a snowy December afternoon, about a week before my birthday. So if anybody wants to get me anything, it's it's tough competing with baby Jesus. Like Christmas Eve is my birthday, man. So <laughs> I, I take gifts. But it's about a week before my birthday. He said, if you can sell a vehicle today, I'll put you on the team next week. Wow. And that's what I did. Back then we had phone books. We had old service records because they didn't have computers, you know, in, in the nineties yet, you know, at certain dealerships, it was old school it was written on the big, you know, calendar boards. And I'm going through just calling service appointments that weren't coming in. Cause we're in this middle of this blizzard and I get five people to show up to the dealership that day. And I sold three of them or I sold three vehicles within five appointments. And so two trucks and an SUV later, he's like, man, you're on. He put me on the team. And within about two, two and a half years, I became the number one car salesman in the world with Ford Motor Company. Wow. And I was hooked. Ellis, as my friend Zig Ziglar would say, if you help enough people get what they want, you can have anything you want in life. And I started reading the books and doing the thing. And I was selling because I look at selling as a service. I truly believe if you can master the art of persuasion and help people get what they want, you can have whatever you want in life. I remember walking into the dealership. It was a Monday morning and my uncle called me into his office and he's like, man, we got to clean up around here. Corporate's coming. And he tells me, and and we lead a sales meeting with the other four or five salesmen on the, at the floor there. And um, later that week, Ford Motor Company and a couple of their executives had come in and they were coming for me. I didn't, we just thought we were getting a corporate visit, but um, I ended up getting recruited out of my dealership, paid my uncle and the dealership a nice sum of money. I've got a nice contract. You know, one of my core beliefs, Ellis, is that everyone needs a good coach. You know, a good coach can help you see the label on the outside of your jar. And I'll never forget driving around the country with Bill Bowden. He is since he recently passed away now at the time of this recording, but he drove around the country just picking my brain. What would you do in this case? What would you do in this case? And about six, seven months later, I remember him sitting me down and showing me this very simple seven step and five step process or pattern to what I do day in and day out. And it was really cool. And he said, this is your program. This is your platform. And uh, if you've ever drove by a Ford dealership, you might recognize the blue oval certification or blue oval certified Ford dealerships. That's actually part of the training curriculum that Bill and I put together from my steps into the training of their sales programs and their service departments. And, uh, you know, from there, it just kind of blew up. I, I was hired by Nissan, Toyota, Honda, and life was good. Life was good. But 2006 comes around and, and my wife and I at the time, I mean, her mom had been my Sunday school teacher. We had known each other all of our lives. We were, we were doing the thing. She had a salon and a daycare. We were doing well. 
tens of millions of dollars in the bank, couple real estate properties. I didn't know about real estate at this point, other than my couple personal properties. I had all the fun stuff you do when you're young, dumb and have too much money, right? Mm -hmm. Boats and trucks and all the stuff. Uh, she ended up, we had a pretty open relationship because we didn't really have a close relationship with God. And, and uh, she was having a baby from another relationship that she was in. And um, I was just working. The baby got sick. And due to a negligent medical malpractice homicide, we ended up losing our boy. Mm. And it didn't really affect me um, as much as it did her and that other uh, gentleman and the relationship that they were in. That was just what we did at the time. We were, you know, living kind of crazy. And um, she started drinking real heavily. And she had never drank before. And I'll never, you know, I, I, I can't get the look off of her face, you know, as she would wake up to drink, to get sober so that she could drink to get drunk. It was just this constant cycle. And um, there was hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on rehabs here and rehabs there. And it was Friday, June 13th, 2008. That she had, I got a phone call and she had taken her life. And I'll tell you, man, I've told this story a million times. There's not a moment that goes by when I say that I can, I can remember just losing everything in me to fight for anything I ever wanted or had. I was driving back to the house. I'd been on the road for several weeks and I had just lost all bandwidth. And so if you're listening to me and you feel like you're losing bandwidth, I just want to encourage you. There's more, there's more, but I felt like that right there in that moment. And over the next two and a half years, I would spiral out of control close to $80 million up my nose and in a bottle, five companies, fortune 500 companies, contracts canceled. And, um, here I am lost pretty much everything, got a few hundred grand in the bank and I'm fishing up at a cabin that I own in Wisconsin. And I get a phone call from this girl that I've been having a relationship with that we're pregnant. And so March of 2010, I start to sober up. I start to go on this journey. Like I'm going to do all the right things. I know how to build a business. I've done this before, right? <laughs> I move in. I, I, I'm sleeping on her couch now. <laughs> Not really, but uh, you get the picture. Now I'm, I move in with her. I'm going to, I'm going to get my stuff back together. I became a dad to her two boys that she had already. And life was going to be great. I've done this before. I can do this again. My son was born in November. I started getting some contracts and by um, October, November, right before he was born, I got a contract with uh, Tyco Corporation. They own ADT and Brinks. And so any of you that have bought real estate in the last 10, 15 years, you probably have gotten the phone calls from the ADT alarm systems welcoming you to your new home. That's also my program. And um, that was part of that contract. We redid their relocation division, set up a dealer program and, and, uh, I enjoy building sales teams. That's, that's what I enjoy training and hiring, training and hiring. And that's why I've done so well with our, mm -hmm. our coaching uh, these last few years, I think, I don't know, but um, I was going to do it again. It was going to be great. 
one Friday afternoon, I come home and I walk in the master bedroom and unfortunately she had never sobered up. Hmm. I didn't share this part with you, Ellis. I walk in the bedroom and she's OD. There's pills all over the floor. My little baby boy, who's just a couple months old, is now rolling around in these pills. And I obviously think the worst. And what does any good gangster do? You know, the reform gangster in me kicks in and like CYA, right? Like I'm going to cover my butt. <laughs> so I, I take some pictures of him and the pills and her on the bed and the, the whole scene. I pack a bag. I call the police file. Like I let them know the front door is open. I'm leaving. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't know what happened after that, but I went and stayed in a hotel room and that Monday morning I'd fight the fight of my life for custody of my boy. And in doing so, the drama that she created, she did end up living and, and she's fine now. She's recovering. She's sobered up. I think she's got two years, but that was, you know, almost 12 years ago. She's got two or three years sober. So she's getting back on her feet now. So there's outlook. There's some light at the end of the tunnel there for her. But I get sole custody of my boy. And now I lose contracts. I'm sleeping in the backseat of my car because of the drama that was created in that relationship. And I was homeless for almost a year, a little over a year. But I'll never forget like having this conversation with my brother, September 28, 2011. And my brother had, he had been incarcerated sometime he had done some stupid stuff it wasn't even his fault actually but that's a whole nother conversation and september 28 2011 it was a wednesday night he was supposed to be being released because charges were being dropped and he was being you know released or whatever we were going to start a new business we were going to go back and to do some sales and marketing and whatnot he was going to be out friday that was a wednesday like things are going to be great and in, I couldn't tell you the time frame, but it wasn't long. Within hanging up with him, reality set in again. My boy's sleeping in the back seat of the car. I'm in the front seat, and I pull my car behind the water tower that we used to sleep behind because when you're a single male with child, you can't get help. I made too much money the year prior, couldn't stay in a shelter. I pull my car behind the water tower. I've slept there many of nights before. I'm like, what am I doing? I pull out my journal to write and I rip out two sheets and I wrote my letter to my mom. I wrote my letter to my son. I just can't do it. Mom, take care of him. And I pulled my car out in the middle of the street. And the same 40 cal that sits next to my bed tonight it hasn't jammed since and it never jammed before, but that night it jammed three times in my mouth and I got mad. I got mad at God. I couldn't even kill myself. And I'm like, show up, show up. I'm just, I'm screaming. And I don't remember anything else other than waking up to a phone call the next morning. It was Wells Fargo. 
there had been some fraudulent activity on my account. Like what else could go wrong here, Ellis? Like, <laughs> I'm got like 30 yeah, we're 30 minutes in, bro, and it's only getting worse. I'm like, I hope I hope God shows up in some place, man. Yeah. Bro, I got 32 bucks to my name. Like, what else? I'm like, bro, I call him bro because he's kind of gangster. Like, Jesus is gangster to me. So I call him bro. I'm like, all right, bro. Like, I don't know what you got going on here, but I'm trusting you. I go into the, I go into the the bank to verify some transactions. And I noticed like the second or third line down, there was a deposit. I'm like, I recognize them and I call. It's an old dealership from years ago. They found an unpaid invoice and they wired me $20,000. Come on, bro. Really? Like I'm having this conversation with God right in the middle of the, like the bank tellers, little cubicles, you know? And I'm like, you don't understand. This is Jesus. And he's like, what? And I'm like, well, I just tried to commit suicide last night. This is God. And I, and, and I didn't want to tell him anymore because I kind of freaked out. I remember telling, like, shutting down. I'm like, man, I appreciate you. Like, here they are. I handed the phone back to him. He validated the conversation that I had, and it, everything was good. And I walked out. And what does every 6'5", 250-pound, like, salesman do that likes to eat? Bro, I got to go get tacos, man. <laughs> so now I got food and I got money in the bank. And I'll rem I remember sitting at Taco Bueno. If you've never had Taco Bueno, it's not great, but it's not Taco Bell. Like it's a step up, you know? And um, I remember sitting in there and we used to always go there because of the relationship I had formed with one of the guys. He would throw some free food at us on the cheat days on Thursdays when they had like 40 cent tacos or whatever that was. He's like, bro you've been here a while. I'm like, yeah. And I told him what happened. And I, it wasn't maybe three hours later, I get another phone call. Mr. McKinley, this is McKinney Orchard Apartments. And we found an application. Are you still looking for an apartment? Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. She's like, she, I tell her, yes, of course, you know, my whatever. I'd, I'd love to come take a look at it. She's like, well, we got to get it clean this weekend. It'll be ready on, on Monday. I'm like, that's a week out. I don't want to sleep in my car another week. I'll come, I'll take it right now. I'll clean it. She's like, if you do that, I'll waive the deposit. I'll waive the first month's rent. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I had food in my belly, had money in the bank, and I had a roof over my head. And I don't know about you, but you couldn't deny that those were ordained miracles mm. like I, that could have that sink those three events like those major events within that short like 24 to 48 hour time frame could not have happened if there was not a guy like i don't know that's just my opinion i remember you know how i found real estate was shortly thereafter you know trying to find a job i'm gonna go back to work i got some money to tie me over for several months and I remember watching a YouTube video and I don't remember whose it was, but I watched a YouTube video about wholesaling real estate. And then I watched another one. And then I watched another one. We've all been down that YouTube university mm -hmm. road. Like, mm -hmm. what is this thing? I'm like, mm -hmm. wait a minute. The difference between me and everybody else out there, I'm different. I believe different is better than better. 
I better start taking some action. Like simple action gets simple results and compounded results creates confidence. I know this. This is my mantra. So I just started dialing for sale by owners off of Craigslist and Zillow and Fizbo.com and posting on Facebook at the time, you know, like when Facebook Live was actually Facebook Live. I'm doing live streams and garage sale groups. Like, I know you might be struggling because you're selling your stuff for cheap. I like to buy cheap houses, blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting leads like crazy. I didn't know what to do, but other than have a conversation, Ellis, that's what I do best, you know? And, um, you know, Ellis mentioned my accolades earlier, so you don't have to just take my word for it. But Tony Robbins hired me and said once, I've got a testimonial somewhere that I was the best sales trainer he's ever hired wow. for him. And, and so one thing that I know is how to have a conversation to help somebody get what they want or need, even if they don't realize it, because it's an obligation that I feel is the salesperson or the person that running the business to provide that information. And, um, man, within the, this was, so this was all, this was within like three, you know, two to three months of me getting in the apartment and all that. And here I am month one, I contracted 23 houses from my cell phone and a computer at the library. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was just contracting houses. And, um, so I started reaching out, started networking with buyers because I believe you market to sellers first. Unlike everybody else, I don't build a buyer's list. I go market to sellers, leads come in, I get a contract and then I market to buyers. So that way we're not wasting anybody's time. And uh, start networking and trying to sell these deals. And I ended up selling five of these 23 deals, put a couple hundred grand in the bank because I had negotiated some pretty decent spreads, started understanding the process now it's time to go into mastery, right? Like one of the reasons why my hat is backwards, I started to share with you before this live stream is not just for the live streams that I do, but also every time I look myself in the mirror tells me to get better. And so here I am, I'm in this grind, sharpening the ax, getting better, better and better. What better way to get better than find somebody that's doing it better than you? And I found a local company here in Dallas that was doing some pretty decent things at the time. Um, and I'm like, they were trying to hire salespeople. I was trying to work for with them and not for them. And basically turned around their interview process into a pitch to me consulting on hiring and training salespeople. <laughs> they weren't very happy. I, I don't recommend that. But I was confident. They called me about a week and a half, two weeks later. And if I mentioned the names, a lot of you would know them. They own one of the largest websites in our, in our brand. And um, um, they're like, you know, we'll give you a shot, kid. If you can do it again, we'll make you a minority partner in our business. So wow, open the phone book and let's go, right? 37 houses, my second full month in the business. We closed 35 of the 37 deals, which was technically like my third month in the business. And uh Man, the rest is history. I could add more like Lazarus out of the grave miracles. I mean, the house that I'm living in right now, I told you before we started this podcast, uh, I bought it as a divorce lead. I never came to this house the same way. Three or four different times come into this house, uh, went up the tollway, down the expressway, up the other expressway and down, you know, 380. Came to this house three or four times before we closed on it. Uh, and I was living, I mean, we downsized, we were living in university park. We had 
14,000 square foot. We downsized to like 3,700. And the crazy part, and this is, this is why I believe that everyone should trust Jesus and why I wear that shirt. The second day of living in this house or owning the house, I'm in what is now my office where I'm speaking to you from. And I'm laying on the floor, just saying a quick prayer. Thank you, bro. Like things are great. I know you're here. I don't feel you, but I appreciate you. And I hear the audible voice of God that says, get up. And I get up and I look out that window that I get to look out every day now. And I see that water tower. Mm. Never even knew it was there until the day I had moved in. And so you can't deny Wow, that God works and he's worked in my life. And so I'm here to just share, like, trust Jesus. Yeah. Real estate changes my change my life and it can change yours. And um, yeah, man, I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams. I'm recently remarried. My wife was, uh, you know, in pulmonary and she left her practice to come in house and be a mom to my son and work in the business with me and my team and just been blessed beyond my wildest dreams. And today you've teams vault sold more than 7,000 homes, all virtual from, from, from what you're te- what you're teaching. We're going to get into that here in a minute, but I, I want to ask yeah. you this, man, because I'm, I just love your story. And it seems like you, you connected with God in such deep, powerful moments. And those are like those really big turning moments where like, it's undeniable. I didn't do anything right. The guy just kind of showed up and I'm, 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 I'm a witness to that. But like yeah. today, now that your faith, like, you're in you're in the faith and you have this relationship with Christ. Like as a guy who's in business, who's a guy's in sales, a guy's in real estate, like what does that look like today, man? Like in terms of how you communicate, how you receive guidance from from the Holy Spirit. Like I'm actually just want to learn from you. Kind of what does that look like? Is there anything you can share even now that you're deeper into that? You know God is real. You're in you you have a relationship with Christ. Talk to me about that, man. Like what is your relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus? Like tell me, get into that a little bit. I'll tell you this first. The only thing that's extraordinary about me is that I'm human just like you. And because I'm human, I get distracted. You know, I've got the checklist. I've got the morning routine. I do the thing. I wake up. Mm-hmm. I, I pray first. I read devotion. I do some meditation. I do all the things. But I'll be, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you, like, right now, the season that I'm in, because God is pushing me, like, to do some crazy stuff, and I don't know what it is yet. Like, there are days that I don't feel him. And that's okay. He doesn't like it, but he also knows that that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you look at Moses in the wilderness for 40 years, that guy walked around like he was lost, but he knew where he was supposed to be going. You know, I know where I'm going. I know what the end result is. I'm just not clear on it yet. And so I would, I would just encourage you and anyone else. One of the things that I've learned is this the devil or demonic spirits or fallen angels, whatever you want to call them all of the above, because they all are different and exist. They are, they know familiar spirits. So if they know that you work a hundred miles a minute, like I do, guess what? They're going to give you more work. They're going to give you more financial wins. So I've literally, I've had to start time blocking, like 
six o'clock, I've got a hard stop. My computer goes down, my phone goes off and I get to hang out with my boy and my wife. And I get to see God in them. I get to see the spirit working in their life and listening to the stories that they have. And so, you know, everybody's relationship is different, Ellis. I've never been great at relationships. Growing up in the hood, you don't want close friends, mm-hmm. you know, because they'll stab you in the back, rob you, and then be your best friend the next day. And you wonder where they got their new car and they'll lie to your face. So relationships have always been tough for me. I'm a great evangelist. I can create a movement and get tons of people to follow me. But I've always had a hard time looking back and being like, hey, bro, you good? Get up here. Like, I've never been that guy. And so one of the things that I'm learning from the Holy Spirit is like, he's also back there with that guy, too, and I better pay attention. Hmm. And so that's probably been my biggest takeaway. I'm learning right now as, as I'm speaking to you, I'm hearing him talk to me. I'm like, Oh, that was a, that might've been for me. Maybe not Mm -hmm. even you. Right. Like I, okay. And so, you know, I'm still learning. Hmm. I'm still learning. I live life. One of my core, like core beliefs. I've shared a couple with them. Uh, You know, I believe everyone needs a good coach because they help you see the label on the outside of your own jar. I believe that real estate will change anybody's life. I also believe that you should live life as if there's always another explanation because that leaves room for the Holy Spirit to fill void. That leaves room to ask better questions, you know, and that's really helped me with my relationship with them in these dry spouts. Like I feel like I'm in right now. I know that he's there. My hard-headed human self and the distractions of five companies and hundreds of employees. I'm just, I'm learning to pump the brakes, not stop, but pump the brakes and slow down and savor the small stuff. Mm-hmm. While, while we, uh, as we wrap up, can you t- share a little bit only for the sake of time, man, what, what you kind of who you serve and who you help today as it relates to real estate. And and we'll probably have to leave more for a second conversation or folks to go learn or follow up with that. But I would like to learn, or I know our audience would like to learn, who is it that you serve now? What are you helping them accomplish in the world of real estate? Yeah, great question. And I'll, That's why I'll we call it the cool. Kingdom Real Estate Investor Show, because typically we don't even get to the real estate investor, man. We talk so much I about the king it. and the kingdom. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, what what are we doing in real estate? Because here's the thing, man, everybody's listening. Guys, real estate is just the vehicle, man. Real estate is just the vehicle that allows us to live boldly uh, for the king uh, and with the king. And so anyways, man, but I, I would like to hear, honestly, because I'm kind of curious, too. So yeah. uh, talk a little bit about this. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know everything about everything. You know, I don't know short sales. I don't know a lot of like the subject to stuff. I don't know a lot of the creative finance stuff, but what I do know is fix and flip and wholesale. And, you know, after helping tens of thousands of transactions with our Academy, and then a little over 7,000 transactions in our business, I know how to do it virtually. Mm -hmm. You know, this whole business started basically from the backseat of the car and the one bedroom apartment and the computer at the library. And so, you know, while people are adapting these last two, three years with what we just went through with the economy and in the pandemic, if you believe that and all that fun stuff, right. It's like, we don't even say the C word in our house. So that's why I say it like that. Um, But if all these people are adapting, like we're just getting better 
So we help people get started wholesaling and then, you know, three to six months scale out and hire and train people. And then, um, you know, we've got a three, six and nine month program in our academy and um, there's three steps to it. It's getting started mastery and then hiring and training and then delegating. Those are kind of our three components. And I mean, there's a lot of names that you, you might recognize, you know, um, um, the, the husband wife duo up in, up in um, Ohio, um, McLean Bobbitt's another one. He's pretty big. He's speaking at the new, the upcoming event up in Milwaukee. Like he was, he started his journey with us at the REI results Academy. And so I don't teach everything, but I do know my niche and I know how to wholesale. I know how to get contracts at a great price and sell them at a great price and make a lot of money where the average wholesale assignment in America right now is between seven and eight grand. Our average assignment is over 30. Wow. And we're closing 40, 50 transactions a month wow. um, in-house plus with our, our partners and our, our clients. And then, um, so that's, that's what I do to help serve. And then we live off of 10% of our income. The other 90% goes back to our nonprofit and other nonprofits that we partnered with. We do a homeless ministry once a month on Saturday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., literally a breakfast, lunch, and pizza dinner party all day long. It's amazing. It's so much fun to hang out with them. They get, you know, the kids come from the neighborhoods and hang out with the homeless people. You know, it, it's just a really neat experience. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, but, dude, you know. uh, so much, man. I'm coming. I'm, we're going to talk about this offline, dude. I'm coming to Dallas. We're going to need to, um, we need to get together on some things here. Uh, at Coach Sharpen, uh, where else, man? I mean, if folks want to learn more about wholesaling, what you're doing there, what's what's the website? REI Results. What is that? Where where do they go? Currently, at the time of this recording, we're building a new website for the REI Results Academy. Uh, but you can grab our book. Uh, you know, it's a double spaced. It's a stupid, simple, easy read. Uh, a matter of fact, my 11 year old just read our book and just closed his first deal like a month ago. He made like 30 grand for real. No, no, no kidding. Like this, I, is, I recorded it. It's I've got a live stream recording of it in my Facebook group. So if you want to go watch an 11 year old close deals, I've got like <laughs> that's five awesome. Years. That's awesome. Yeah. That's five hour flip.com, right? The number five hour flip.com. Yep. And then we All do, right. we do an event monthly, uh, the five hour flip live.com is our monthly event where we go in deep two days and it, we make an offer to join us in our inner, inner circle, but you'll get more information in those two days than you will in two years worth of coaching anywhere else. I promise. I you. love it, man. I love it. Uh, dude, I'm sold on you, man. I uh, love what you're doing. I love who you are, man. I'm thankful that God has saved your life and uh, that we're going to be together in eternity, brother. So uh, listen, man, I want to I want to follow up with you guys. Make sure you go check out uh, the Coach Sharpen on Instagram. What is that again, man? At Coach Sharpen, right? Is that is that what it is? Yeah. If you look up Bryce McKinley, B-R-Y-C-E, McKinley, like the president, um, you can find me on any platform. Um Coach Sharpen on Instagram, Bryce McKinley on YouTube, Bryce McKinley on Facebook, TikTok. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Guys, if you enjoyed this, if you're pumped up, man, make sure you screenshot this. Uh, let us know. Put this on Instagram. Put this on LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you do social media. Tag Bryce. Tag myself. Uh, and let folks know about the King Real Estate Investor Podcast. I don't know where. There ain't other many places, man, where you can talk like this about God and about real estate, about wealth. Uh, so let other people know we're grateful for your partnership. That's all we ask. 
So go do that for us right now, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Bryce. Hey, real estate investors. I hope this show has given you permission to go out into the world and crush it in the name of Jesus. If you want to learn more about our community and locking arms and joining forces with other like-minded investors like yourself, go to thekingdomrei.com to learn more about our mastermind and send an application. We'll see you next week.